In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 139th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons lost 19-7 last night to the Washington Redskins in their fourth exhibition game. They're now 0-4 and have dropped 12 in a row. Here we're going to review that game. There were some uh, highlights and some uh, not so highlights in the game. Uh, some things are starting to come together. You can see uh, some of the things on the defensive side of the ball and, and bits and pieces on the offensive side of the ball. Let's hear uh, from Coach Dan Quinn and we'll hear from Matt Gonneau and uh, also talk about Jermaine Grace, uh, the kicking situation, then a few guys who may have helped themselves in this game. Here's Coach Dan Quinn's opening statement, and we'll go into his first question uh, that I asked him about the offensive line. Good to see you guys. I had, uh, just speaking in the locker room and talking, you know, some about preseason with Thomas and about uh, developing players and evaluating players, and there's nothing like these games for us to do that. And so there's all these learning moments uh, that we get to find out about players and what could happen and who could develop, and that's where we're at. So tonight, a couple things that, uh, that we liked what we saw is the line of scrimmage on both sides, defensive line, uh, early on able to generate some pressure. And then I thought uh, on the offensive line, uh, really keeping Matt clean tonight uh, early on. So uh, maybe get seven or eight passes to you know different receivers to start the game. Um, and so to me, that was one of the things that we were looking to see, you know, after last week, how that would go on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I thought that was a big space in that. Uh, defensively, I thought we made some progress on third down. Uh, that was one of the things that we've been digging on too hard. And then um, special teams, we had some miscues that uh, certainly on the return game that we need to clean up because it was nice to see some good covering, some tackles inside the 20, but uh, we've got to put the whole thing together. So um, at the end of it, being minus two, that makes it always tough. And uh, to get in the plus, you've got to create it. And so we have one early on, but then not to respond with any uh, was disappointing. Uh, I was excited to see uh, you know, the defense get a good stop towards the end of the first half, first and goal at the one-yard line and come out with a field goal. I thought that was a big moment in the game. And then after that, I saw um, you know, lots of different guys in different spaces make plays. So lots to, uh, to watch uh, tonight and tomorrow. And we'll certainly look forward to doing that uh, before we get to wrap up uh, the final part of the preseason. Let's uh, lead the way. Uh, yeah, Coach. Um, what, what did you see that about the Lions play that you you know that you like there? Uh, and the no, 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 uh, from the protection, that was you know the spot to me that I thought we really wanted to address, and uh, I thought there was just too many hits last week with Matt, and uh, so for tonight, uh, no sacks, and I don't know the number of hits you know as we went to it, but uh, I thought that was a, you know for us you know a big space where we had some different guys in. It was good to see Carp get his first action. It was good to see Gono get his 
this first action with the first group. So uh, we're still not where we're going to be, but uh, I was pleased with uh, the performance tonight with them. That was Coach. That was Coach Dan last night after the game. He's pleased with the Lions' play. Um, I didn't rate it that high, but uh, yeah, he said there's still some ways to go. But you know, he knows that Gano's the third tackle, not the uh, first or second. Uh, it's good to see James Carpenter back out there. He said, although he looked a little rusty, uh, Jamin Brown didn't uh, impress. Uh, so yeah, it's still a work in progress up front, but. Uh, uh, that was coach's assessment of the line play. No sacks. Matt Ryan did get hit and flushed a couple times, but uh, one thing coach will see during his film review is that they were, you know, throwing quick game stuff early on. Uh, you know, three and four yard routes. You know, nothing where the pass protection had to hold up for any amount of time. And uh, when they did, it didn't hold up. I think there was a third and eleven where he got flushed uh, on the uh, fourteen yard pass to to Muhammad Sanu. He got hit by. Montez Sweet will beat Matt Gano. But, I mean, they'll see all that on film and continue to work on the offensive line. Uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about the kicker here later. But right now, here's Matt Gano. A uh, good story for, for the young man here out of Wesley College in Dover, Delaware, a tiny Division three school. Uh, folks started to go around the program when they had the quarterback, uh, Callahan, that went to the Packers and uh, noticed this guy. And uh, he was, uh, uh, you know, a big sought-after undrafted free agent last year. The Falcons had to outbid several teams for him. They've been developing him, and uh, – Thursday night against the Redskins, he got his first NFL start after being on the team and inactive uh, for all the games last year. Here's Matt Gano. <laughs> how, how you feel everything went for you tonight? I feel it went well. Um, there's definitely some things I have to clean up, but I feel like I have some performance tonight. Have you thought about how far it's, uh, you know, you've come from Division Three Wesley to, you know, the NFL? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a big difference. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of good development in the past uh, few years, so I feel like I've coming into this year. And Coach Eddie was looking forward to seeing you against, you know, uh, guys like Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweet. Sweet, uh, you know, how did you stay, uh, you know, focused and concentrate on what you had to do? Uh, I just try to come into this week treating it like, like practice. That's the approach I try to take, not, you know, overthinking it. Just studying film and just, did Matt Ryan give you any advice? Or, you know, he had talked about you earlier in the week. Did he uh, share a motivational word or two with you? Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, on the field before I went out, he told me, you know, this, this is a good opportunity. This is a good opportunity for me. And when we were done playing in the second uh, half, he told me I did my thing. So, that's, you know, that's what he told me. So, that's what I Magano said he got some uh, props there, some 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 motivational words from Matt Ryan, and then some props after the game. Said he did his thing. So good good luck to that young man. Uh, just a couple other things. Uh, you know the roster uh, roster cutdowns are coming, and uh, a couple guys are standing out and standing up, and some are falling down. Uh, one that's standing up here is Jermaine Grace, the linebacker from Miami. Had four tackles and a quarterback hit and a pass defense. Had a nice pass breakup there. And you remember him. He had the interception down in Miami, too. Now, uh, one of the players who's not standing up, the kicker, uh, Giorgio Tavecchio. He uh, missed a 39-yarder 
And three of his misses uh, have all been left. So I don't know if his ball's fading or it's getting in his head. But, you know, they got a problem at kicker right now. Uh, you know, a lot of fans are going in on, on this on Twitter, uh, saying the team was trying to go to, to the kicker on the cheap. Uh, now I don't know if they're in a spot where they have to go uh, back to Matt Bryant or um, – you know, bring in another cheap kicker and uh, hope for the best. But uh, I don't know if they're going to give him any more time here. There was no uh, expressions of faith and belief by Coach Dan after this game. So, uh, you know, if there's a move, they should at least bring somebody in to compete with the kid next week and see if he can get in his head and get him fixed that way. Um you know, or, 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 you know, go ahead and make the phone call. I got the number. I know they got it. Uh, you know, he, he, um, he likes the radio folks. Uh, so maybe he'll call them, but, uh, Matt Bryant is available. 44 years old. Didn't kick all training camp. I bet you he's, uh, ready to go and come in and bang a 39 yarder down with a little bit of sleep. Now, a couple guys that jumped out at me in this game, you know, uh, you know, you have to write, and, uh, you know, so some of that third quarter and fourth quarter, you, you're counting on stats and, and uh, you know, highlights and so forth. So, uh, but Quadriolis and the running back uh, did a good job there. Here we got our stat sheet out. Uh, he did have a fumble there. Uh, late in the game, and uh, you know that that's that's always not good. But you like the way he ran hard, no question about it. He uh, ran 12 times for 42 yards. Uh, that average not good. 3.5 uh, is not good. Uh, but you know he ran hard and uh, certainly uh, showed that he's a power back. Uh, Freeman got two more carries here in this game, uh, two for three. So, you know, uh, he's working his way back. You know, once Matt Ryan went down, we didn't see Matt Schaub because he's going to probably get the start in the finale. Uh, Danny Eatland came on, was two of six for 19 yards, and uh, he ran a little bit there, too. He ran seven times for for 48 yards. Now, uh, one of the guys we have been saying, hey, we haven't heard from him. Where is Deidre Sinat? Can we find him? Well, he showed up big in this game, came up with a uh, forced fumble, popped up in the air to tackle McKinley, turned into a 17-yard return. Uh, so Deidre Sinat stepped forward in this game, and uh, – yeah, he needed to because it's crowded on that defensive line. And uh, uh, so the defensive line, running backs, we're, we're working on our roster analysis, and, and those spots are crowded. Uh, defensive line, um, wide receiver, and running back. Those three, I mean, you got you got NFL players deep into the position. Uh, you know, if they get cut, they're going to get picked up. That's for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those looking, uh, did my preliminary work, got to finish that story. But, yeah, the um, he was one of the guys that had to step forward because of all the talent that's there. Another guy needed to step forward, especially with Grace 
playing so well was Duke Riley. We saw Duke make uh, six tackles here today. You know, we're we're big Duke supporters here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and uh, Duke was part of that goal line stand that Coach Quinn talked about. Uh, you know, he saw, he knew the play, and in years past, he would have let it go, but he said uh, he didn't want to hear it from his coaches this time, so he shot on in the backfield, shot his shot, made the stop, Turn that whole drive around and maybe even turn his, you know, career because they like him on special teams. And if they see he can, you know, hold a gap uh, at linebacker there, that might keep him around. Uh, but yeah, Duke Riley led the team in tackles with six. And we hadn't heard much from him. So uh, that was a, a good, good deal for him, you know, uh, as the roster cuts will be coming here soon. You know, three guys, our three guys that stood out for us were Olison, Sanat, and Duke Riley. Uh, of course, Jermaine Grace, you could throw him in there too uh, as a guy that stood out. Just want to give a shout out to one of my friend, friend's son, uh, Keith Middleton. He's proud of his boy, Chase Middleton, the linebacker from Georgia State. Who uh, got some action there? I don't have the play snaps, but he got two uh, two assisted tackles there. Uh, the linebacker from Georgia State and Brookwood High. So with that, we're going to wrap this up. That was a review of the Washington Redskins game here with the Bowtie Chronicles in the 139th episode. Should be a big weekend. We might see some moves here over the weekend. Uh, Julio Jones' deal could be done here soon. Until next time, take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip hop is a product of black people, it's a product of black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.